This episode of Fearless Rebel Radio is brought to you by You On Fire. You On Fire is the amazing 12-week online group coaching program that I run where we build up your worth from the ground up so that it's no longer hinging on the way that you look. It's got personalized coaching from me and incredible community support plus lifetime access. Get details on what's included in this program and sign up to be notified when doors open for the next cycle by going to summerinandin.com forward slash you on fire. I would love to have you in that program and in that group. This is Fearless Rebel Radio, a podcast about body positivity, self-worth, anti-dieting, and feminism. I am your host, Summer Inanin, a professionally trained coach specializing in body image, self-worth, and confidence, and the best-selling author of Body Image Remix. If you're ready to break free of societal standards and stop living behind the number on your scale, then you have come to the right place. Welcome to the show. This is episode 120, and I am running solo to talk to you about hunger, satiety, and things you need to know to break free of the diet mentality. You can find all the links and resources mentioned in this episode at summerinandin.com forward slash 120. Before we begin, I just want to give a shout out to G12, who left this awesome review. Summer is so fun to listen to, and I love the variety of her guests. And seriously, we need more of the love ourselves, stop dieting message. We do. And also, she swears, and that is super awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much for that great review. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to this show via iTunes or whatever platform you use. And I would be so grateful if you took two minutes to leave a review. You can do that by heading to iTunes, search for Fearless Rebel Radio, and then click Ratings and Reviews and click to leave a review or give it a rating. That helps others to find the show and contribute to the revolution to end diet culture. Lastly, don't forget to grab the free 10-day body confidence makeover at summerinandin.com forward slash freebies with 10 steps to take right now to feel better in your body. And you can always find everything at thebodyimagecoach.com in case you can't spell my last name, which I totally understand. Let's get started with this show. I wanted to do this solo episode because in working with clients over the years to help them heal from chronic dieting and develop a better relationship with food, I've seen so much confusion around hunger and fullness as it relates to eating intuitively. So I wanted to create this episode to answer one of the most common questions. How do I tune into my hunger and satiety cues? When you've been dieting or you've had the diet mentality from previous years of dieting before or from simply existing in a culture that is bombarding you with messages of how you should eat, it can be really hard to tune into your body and learn to eat intuitively and start to discern hunger and fullness. And one of the most common mistakes I see people make is that they just want to get to the final result of being an intuitive eater or what I would consider a quote unquote normal eater. In other words, what I see is that people have this idea of what an intuitive eater is. So someone who eats when they're hungry and stops when they're full and naturally craves things their body needs. So they try to work on achieving this. They try to like get to that outcome versus letting it come naturally over a long period of time by continually giving yourself permission to eat and working on your body image and living your life. That's no surprise because 
we just want the end result. Like we naturally crave instant gratification, but it creates problems if we're trying to force an outcome because it brings a lot of focus and attention to thinking about hunger and fullness, which starts to turn intuitive eating into a diet, or it starts to turn hunger and fullness into rules. And what I find is sometimes it can cause us to think about food more often. And the goal is really to think about food less often. So I highly recommend reading Intuitive Eating if you haven't done so, which I'll link to in the show notes, but read it slowly and carefully. They are very specific about mastering one principle before moving to the next. And I think things get tricky when we read the whole book and try to just get to the end and try to apply all the principles at once. So in this episode, I'm going to cover the number one rule that I teach to clients, the signs of hunger that we don't often acknowledge and why we need to pay attention to them, signs that you might not be eating enough, 10 habits or patterns of thinking that get in the way of honoring hunger or becoming a more intuitive eater, why you don't need to rate your hunger to decide whether you want to eat, a helpful reframe to shift your relationship with food, and some advice on how to heal. So the number one rule that I like to instill in people and my clients is eat like a grown-ass adult. That's the only rule I want people to follow. So many of the issues I see people struggle with as it relates to food can be addressed by eating more. And in particular, carbohydrates, if you're coming from a history of paleo or low-carb dieting or keto, which is really unfortunately popular right now, you know, that's what I see so often is just we think that we should be eating this really small amount of food because as women, we've been told that we should be eating small portions and little amounts of food. And we look at people online who post pictures of their food and they're these really tiny portions of food and you're going to be starving. Honestly, most people in my experience need a lot more food than they are currently eating. So if you are struggling with your relationship with food, a good place to start is to just consciously eat more and eat like a grown ass adult and be unashamed and unapologetic about your hunger. I'll get to that a little bit more later, but this makes a huge difference. If you take away anything from this, always just try eating more. When in doubt, eat a little more. That's always a great thing if you're struggling with your thoughts around food. So the signs of hunger that we don't often acknowledge and why we need to pay attention to them, that's the next part I want to talk about here. We most commonly associate hunger with stomach growling or an empty feeling in our gut. However, A lot of the time, this doesn't show up until we are starving. As you'll hear me mention later, you want to try to avoid waiting until you're starving to eat. So sometimes when we've come from a background of disordered eating, we've become really good at ignoring our hunger signals. And this also happens if you're disconnected from your body and you rely more heavily on your brain to make food decisions, or if your life is really busy and you don't stop to tune into your body, often we miss signs of hunger. So some of the signs of hunger that don't show up as stomach hunger are, number one, thinking about food. This is a big one. If you are craving food, if you can't stop thinking about food, if you see a food and you're like, oh, I just want that so badly right now, that's a good sign that you need to eat, even if your stomach is not growling. Number two is feeling an urgency or out of control feeling around food. I often see this when people are starving, like they just feel like they have quote unquote, no control, but really their body is just saying we need to eat, get that food in as quickly as possible. 
you want to try to avoid getting to that point, which is why, you know, again, I said, try to eat more and we want to try to avoid getting to that starving feeling. Number three is body temperature drops. So you might feel like you just kind of naturally get colder. That's a really good sign that you need to eat. Energy level drops, irritability or that hangry feeling and lightheadedness. Those are all signs of hunger that don't often come with stomach growling or stomach emptiness. So you really want to pay attention to all of these things. And as I say to people, as a general guideline, you know, you you never really want to go more than four hours without eating, you probably need some more food. Again, this isn't a guideline for everybody, everybody is different. And I encourage you to really tune into this stuff on your own or work with a professional who can help you. But Most often, you know, we need to be eating more frequently than we probably think. And, you know, I generally have clients not wait more than four hours between like a meal or a snack. But you just want to pay attention to these hunger signs to ensure that you're facilitating your quest to eat like a grown ass adult. And I just want to reiterate again, you know, more often than not, I see clients not eating enough. Sometimes when I work with clients who have come from a history of chronic dieting, or they're just coming off a diet, they need to eat like 30 to 50% more food than they were eating in order to start to tune into their hunger and fullness, which can seem like a lot like that's twice as much food. That was the case in my case. You know, if I compare what I eat now versus what I was eating in my dieting days, it's easily twice as much. And that's why I rely on that eat like a grown ass adult rule. But it really helps when you nourish your body when you give yourself enough food, you just feel so much better. It is like the most healing thing. And it's what your body needs. So just think, you know, you're giving your body this awesome self care, awesome nourishment. And again, this is not like a guideline that everyone needs to follow. This is just what I see a lot of the time with people coming from a history of chronic dieting. Let's talk about signs that you may not be eating enough, since that seems to be a theme of this episode. So before I get into the specifics, I want to mention that all of these signs relate to a feeling of scarcity. And scarcity can either be physical, meaning we have deprived ourselves of food, so we physically need to have more food, or mental, you know, we can mentally deprive ourselves, we can mentally have a scarcity relationship with food. And a scarcity mentality is when we believe that a food is forbidden, or that it will no longer be available, or that there is not enough of it to go around. And a lot of that is just bolstered by the diet mentality. The diet mentality teaches us that food is forbidden, that, you know, you can't have it anymore, or that, you know, you're only allowed a certain amount. And all of that really instills this scarcity mentality around food. So it can take a while to heal that mentality. And that's why healing your relationship with food involves reinforcing that food is abundant, having it around, making sure you're giving yourself permission to have it when you want it. And I completely understand the reality of food insecurity, and that this may not be accessible for everyone. But where we do have the ability to reinforce that food is abundant, it's important to do that for ourselves. So some of the signs that you may not be eating enough are number one, thinking about food. It can take a while to stop thinking about food all of the time if you're healing the diet mentality. But if you find yourself continually thinking about food all the time, and it's not getting any better, then again, you might just want to try consciously eating a little bit more. Thinking about food is often a sure sign that you are restricting either physically or mentally. And when you believe and reinforce that food is abundant, then it's much easier to forget about it and just go on and live your life Number two, feeling a sense of urgency around food. 
When we are well fed, we're less likely to feel that sense of urgency around eating. Again, this can take some time to heal. So the big thing you want to be doing is focusing on the fact that food is abundant and feeding yourself regularly. Another sign that you may not be eating enough is feeling out of control or engaging in binge-like behaviors. That is a natural response to restriction and your body is doing its best to keep you alive. And I often see this when people initially come off of a restrictive diet. They will say, I feel really out of control, but that's their body just healing. It's actually just kind of coming back online and finally starting to send signals of like, okay, we really need this food. And your body is doing this amazing thing by sending you those signals. So don't feel ashamed of it. Don't feel like something's wrong. It's your body trying to keep you alive and help you thrive. And so if you feel those feelings, again, allow yourself to eat. Food is this wonderful, amazing thing that does awesome stuff for our bodies. Another sign that you may not be eating enough is eating past fullness. Now, I really want to stress that there is nothing wrong with eating past fullness. In fact, I refuse to use the word overeating in my work because it applies that there's some magical amount of food that we should be eating too, and that going over that is something that we should feel bad about. Eating past fullness is totally normal. Everybody does it from time to time, but... It happens a lot if we haven't eaten enough earlier in the day or if we've waited until we're starving. So personally, I tell this story because I think it's it can also be helpful just to show how long it takes to heal the diet mentality. It took me about two years to stop eating past fullness at dinner, even though I was eating enough during the day. And the best thing I could do was just surrender to it and give myself permission to do it. It was like, all right, I'm just going to kind of be uncomfortably full after dinner. And then over time, it simply went away without me trying to force it or stop it or say, okay, put the fork down. And now I'm able to stop at a more comfortable level. So the best thing you can do is just be really patient with yourself, be really compassionate, make sure you're eating enough during the day, and just go easy on yourself. Everyone eats past fullness sometimes. It's okay. It's all right. You have permission to do that. It's really innocent, actually. Another sign that you may not be eating enough is craving sugary foods. So there's nothing wrong with sugary foods. There's nothing wrong with craving these foods or eating these foods. But if you find yourself really craving them and having that urgent craving around them, it might be a sign that you're not eating enough because our body looks for fast energy when we're hungry and sugar is fast energy. Who else has tried Fab Fit Fun? You're going to want to check it out because you know I'm all about treating yourself. If you don't already know about it, Fab Fit Fun is a seasonal box with full-size beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. Their spring editor's box is amazing. It includes awesome products like a free people eye mask, beauty and skincare products such as a Tarte Double Duty Leave Your Mark eyeshadow palette and a Rachel Pally clutch. And that's just the beginning of it. Don't miss out because they sell out fast. Check out www.fabfitfun.com and use the code REBEL, R-E-B-E-L-L-E, so you can save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. Again, that's fabfitfun.com and use the code REBEL, R-E-B-E-L-L-E. You deserve to treat yourself. All right, let's talk about 10 habits or patterns of thinking that get in the way of honoring hunger. Number one, we keep trying to control the outcome. So what I mean by that is you say to yourself, I'm only going to eat one cookie instead of letting yourself eat however much you want and consistently giving yourself permission to eat how much you want. 
So try to detach from the outcome, detach from any kind of guidelines or rules around yourself and focus on reinforcing the fact that food is neutral, it's abundant, you can have what you want when you want it and take away any limitations. Number two, we can't feel hunger. If you can't feel hunger, start by, you know, three solid meals and some snacks. Most of the clients I work with who have come from chronic dieting need to increase the amount of food they eat quite a bit in order to truly feel satiated. You know, don't underestimate the power of a snack. Snacks are awesome. I'm snacking all the time now that I am pregnant. Another habit or pattern that gets in the way of honoring hunger, we're still following rules, even though we don't think we are. So we have to be really mindful and go into our brains and into our diet brain closet and really clear out all the crap that's hiding in the back. We have to look for any hidden rules that we might have tucked away in the back of our diet brain closet. So for example, we might still subconsciously be following a rule like it's not good to eat before bed or I can only eat that on weekends and that is causing diet mentality. So just be really conscious of any kind of rules you still have tucked away. Number four, we're expecting weight loss. If we think to ourselves, once I master intuitive eating, then I'll lose weight, it's going to keep the diet brain alive and well. We have to detach our weight from our food choices and let go of any expected body changes. And this is why healing our body image is so important and the focal point of the work that I do with people is if we can heal our body image, it just naturally heals our relationship with food. It makes that process so much easier. Number five, we're still afraid of carbs. So maybe it's because I work with a lot of ex-paleo people or because keto is so unfortunately popular right now, but we have got to make peace with carbs. I encourage clients to have carbs. And I mean real carbs, like not just your sweet potatoes, like bread, pasta, rice at every meal. And sometimes I'll say to clients, not one piece of toast, two pieces of toast. We need to have carbs. It's amazing what a difference that will make to the way that we feel and to healing our relationship with food. I swear carbs are part of the reason why I'm pregnant and also just why I like dessert is just not a big deal for me anymore. It used to be like the biggest deal and it was because I wasn't eating enough carbohydrates and not that there's anything wrong with dessert. I still love it, but I just can take it or leave it. And I never thought I would be one of those people. And that's what I see with clients when they eat more carbs too. Carbs are awesome and they just taste great. Number six, we wait until we're starving. So as I said earlier, waiting until you're starving is often going to result in urgent eating or eating past fullness. So try to, you know, keep snacks on hand and feed yourself when you feel hunger coming on or if it's been a few hours since you ate last. Another habit or pattern of thinking that gets in the way of honoring hunger is we expect our needs to be static, meaning we think we should be eating the same amount every day. Our needs are not static. Our bodies are dynamic and we're going to need more or less food some days. Hormones, activity levels, stress, all of these things influence our energy needs. So it's totally normal for the amount of food you eat to fluctuate, you know, especially if you're active or if you are out going on a hike or doing something like that, like you're going to need a lot more food. And sometimes that can be almost shocking to a former dieter, but it is your body just saying, hey, we need more energy. Like the amount of energy that you expend, you're going to need to make up for that. Our bodies want to keep us in a state of homeostasis, but the, our needs really vary on an everyday basis. So try not to keep yourself within rigid guidelines of like, oh, I shouldn't eat that much because I didn't eat that much yesterday. If you're hungry, eat. Number eight, we feel shame for the quantity of food we eat. 
I love this quote from Megan Crabb from her book, Body Positive Power. Female hunger is not simply about food. It's about power and liberation and wholeness. When we refuse to be ashamed of our appetites, we send the message that we are whole beings with needs that deserve to be fulfilled. We let the world know loud and clear that we will not spend our lives starving and shrinking instead of flourishing and living. I feel like everyone should read that quote over and over and over because it's such a good inspiration to be unapologetic about how much we eat. And I know there can be a lot of shame around this. And if you find that difficult, then definitely get support to help you unpack that. But if you can be really unashamed about your hunger and be proud that you can eat like a grown ass adult and use it to inspire others to show others like, listen, I can eat that much. You, you have permission to eat that much too. If that's what you want to eat, not that everyone has to eat the same quantities that I do or anybody else, but, you know, we don't have to eat like birds. <laughs> Number nine, you know, if we think that we have to be hungry before we eat, that can really mess up and trigger our diet mentality. You don't have to be hungry. If you want to eat something, eat it. Sometimes we eat things just because it's celebratory or it sounds really good or sometimes we use food to cope with our emotions. Like all of those things are totally fine. This is healing your diet brain. If you want something, eat it. This reinforces that food is abundant and it's totally normal. It's okay to eat food just because you want it. And number 10, I said this earlier, but what we want the end result now. We don't realize that it can take years to undo the diet mentality if we have been living in that frame of mind for decades. You know, we've been indoctrinated into this cult of dieting. We speak the language and this is all we know. And so it can take a long time to relearn how to trust our body and let go of all the old rules. And everybody's path is different. Some people can get there faster than others. So try not to compare yourself. Take it day by day and meal by meal. And if you feel like you're not progressing, then get someone to help you. This is why I find it so helpful to work on living your life and focusing on doing other things. Because if you're thinking about other things, then food is not the focus. And it helps you to stop obsessing over it and let go of some of these rules. All right, now I just want to mention why, in my personal opinion... I don't think we need to rate our hunger. <laughs> I know that this is something that certain people recommend, but in my personal opinion, I think the goal should be to not think about food. And I find that rating hunger can make us think about food too much. Now, everyone is different, and some people may benefit from this exercise just to get in touch with how things feel in their body. But if you've done this or you want to do this and you find it's making you think about food too much, then it may not be helping. We don't want to create another rule or guideline. I think it's great to tune into our bodies and understand what hunger feels like, but I don't think we need to rate it or use that as a rule for deciding when it's okay to eat. I have found greater success when we just give ourselves allowance to eat something if we want to eat it. And now I want to provide you with a helpful reframe that I use with my clients and something I tell them all the time. And that is eating is innocent. I always say this to my clients when they are feeling bad about a behavior or questioning something they did with food. I just say to them, but it's so innocent, you know, like having a snack at night. That's so innocent. Eating an entire bag of chips, innocent. Eating past fullness, innocent. Now, we've learned to vilify so many eating behaviors, but when you really think about it, the act of eating is really just an innocent act. If you think about a child or a baby eating, 
everything they do is just so innocent. I know I've said innocent about 48 times in the last minute, but there's no shame or judgment attached when you see a child or a baby eating. And we need to apply that same way of thinking to ourselves. You know, the behaviors that we have around food are really innocent. And, you know, it's not your fault that you have the diet mentality or that you've been taught these horrible rules about food, and you've been told not to trust your body. You know, learning to navigate this, again, can be a bit of a messy process. So go gentle on yourself. And just remember, these behaviors are totally innocent, and it's okay to do all of them. So lastly, I just want to highlight some of the things that I think are most important as it relates to healing our relationship with food. Number one is prioritize honoring hunger. So the more satiated you are, the less you're going to think about food. And that means tuning into other hunger signals other than just stomach hunger. Number two, get over a fear of eating too much or overeating. You know, again, there's no magical amount of food that you need to eat. Give yourself permission to let whatever happen, happen. Number three, relieve yourself of all restrictions, mental and physical. Food is just this neutral thing. There's no good. There's no bad. It's abundant. Remind yourself of these things all the time. Number four, unlearn everything you've learned about food and start being your own boss. Ask yourself, hey, body, what do you feel like? Hey, stomach, what do you feel like? Instead of what do I think I should eat? If there's shoulds in there, that is diet mentality. Number five, take weight out of the equation. So anytime weight is involved in our food choices, that is going to make things really messy. So ask yourself, you know, what would I eat if my weight didn't matter? If that was not a factor here, what would I choose? And let that guide you. Number six, live by your own rules. And this applies to everything I'm telling you here. Just because something works for someone else or because you heard a quote unquote expert say it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Except for that rule about eating like a grown-ass adult. That applies to everybody. And then lastly, the diet cycle is triggered by poor body image. So you've got to be working on that in conjunction with healing your relationship with food. That's why this is imperative to breaking free. You know, that's the focal point of my work. If you ever want support there, that's I'm the one to check out and help you with that. And it's amazing what happens when we heal our body image. It just naturally helps our relationship with food so much. So that's a wrap for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or want to share your thoughts, hit me up on social media, Instagram, Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. If you have other questions that I could address in an upcoming episode, let me know. Again, you can get all the links and resources mentioned in this show at summerinandin.com forward slash 120. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be back in your ears soon. Rock on. I'm Summer Inanin, and I want to thank you for listening today. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Summer Inanin. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. I would be so grateful. Until next time, rock on. Rock on.